0: Wait man, Good morning, everyone. Does this thing work? Testing, one, two, three, testing. Is that working? I might have just yanked the, uh, broke it. Testing, one, two, three. I did, man. Look at that. It's terrible. I'll just scream louder. <laughs> one left. Cool, man. Well, that means we'll order. Y'all give me a second here. i got to order some stuff. <laughs> Those that laughed understand what that was. Take your Bibles, go to Genesis, Genesis chapter 37. It's a blessing, man. I tell you what, I like my Bible. I found out the more you read it, the less you get in trouble. This is about the third one I broke. I'm the one guilty of breaking all these. That's why they make me order them. I might be able to fix it. I can't fix it. Well, I don't know, man. That's a good, clean break. Don't pay attention to the men behind the curtain. Thank you. You're a good man. Test you went to. Oh, look at that. What well, did in my heart Amen. All right, Genesis chapter, chapter uh, 41, verse 37. If I said 37, I was wrong. 41, verse 37. Uh, Joseph, Joseph has come up from the uh, prison. He's now in the palace with the king, with Pharaoh. Pharaoh's asking some questions that said, hey, look, I've heard of you that you could do this and this and this. Uh, his testimony has already been of such that the butler has already told the Pharaoh and was convincing enough that the Pharaoh pulled this man out of prison and brought him up. Your testimony needs to be squeaky clean. Amen. I'm telling you, you never know. You never know when God's going to use you. And what a lot of people don't realize is that, that life goes on and it just goes on and your life may go on for a long, long time. And the things you do on a daily basis. That's why he gives you a verse sufficient unto the day is evil thereof. You should take life one day at a time. Who cares what happens tomorrow? What I care about is what happens today. And then fold that thing down to like right now in front of me, the next step I take. Jeremiah says it's not in man to direct his steps. I had somebody get mad at me one time. You don't know what the next step is. So you need to break that thing right down to a, keep it to as simple as you can. There's two decisions. Right or left? I'm going to take my foot and I'm going to go to the right. I'm going to take my foot and go to the left. Lord, which way should I go? And then when you make that decision, say, what will, is the Lord down this path or is the Lord down that path? And if you don't see the Lord down that path, but you see him in this path, chunk the other path and go down this path. You don't have to know what's down that path. Here's the problem everybody makes. They think, I got to know what's that. No, America is hosed up. You got my future. You have no future outside of God. That's facts. You know what's wrong with our world today is, well, I got to have my 401k. That's a future thing. You don't know if the stock market's going to last. It may, it may not. It has lasted for some. It's crashed for others. It's done this. It's done this. Some people make good investments, bad investments. But there's coming a day when the whole thing's going to blow up and you're going to lose everything anyway. So why even worry about it? If I, you know, if can God, can the Lord actually take care of you or me? There, there's where it boils down to. Am I going to let him take care of me? And I have to learn how to back up and back up and say, okay, I'm going to stop right here right now and make the choice. And I'm going to let God have it. And then I'm going to do, I'm his servant. I'm not mine. I'm not mine. Never was. You know what Joseph did day by day by day by day by day? You know why he's here? Down in the prison, the Lord loved him. He was in prison because God loved him. God trusted Joseph enough that he knew if he put him in prison, Joseph would still do what Joseph was supposed to do. All the rest of us billion. God knew that if he took Joseph and put him in Potiphar's house, he would still do what he was supposed to do. And when it came time for him to run, he would run. God knew that of Joseph. That's why he let him get there. He knew that if I put Joseph in the pit, the other 11 would not do it. But if I put Joseph in the pit, he gets sold to the the, uh, Ishmaelites. The Ishmaelites sell him to Potiphar. He gets down to the jail. He's going to do everything I want him to do because one of these days, I want him in front of Pharaoh. See, that's where we mess up. We see all the problems coming, and what we don't see is Pharaoh. God sees Pharaoh. He don't see all these other—well, he sees all those things— Guess what? He's not going to tell you about all those things. Yeah, <laughs> He's, you know what? That's where faith comes. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You know why? You read your book. You read that thing so you can get the storyline in your brain. Yeah. And you keep reading that thing so you can reinforce the storyline in your brain And this is how my brothers and sisters in Christ, or these are how the Old Testament saints and the New Testament saints did this stuff. This is how they did it. So if I do it the same way, it's it's liable to work out close to the same way. But if I don't do it this way, it is not going to work out that way. can't do it. And yet we try to do it our way. You say, hey, this is just Sunday school. It's great, isn't it? I like Sunday school. I like looking at this stuff. Verse 37, I know I already looked at this, but we're going to look at it again because I added something else in here. And, you, boy, you ever, you ever read your Bible? <laughs> it's a crazy book, man. I mean, you start reading this thing and the Lord says, what about that? What about that? Hey, you forgot about that. You forgot about this. Forgot. I said, Lord, how in the world could I possibly keep up with you? You give us one little book of 66. These new versions, people are crazy. They choose off to a new version. Uh, they never learn the old one. You never learned enough about this one before you could even make a choice on another one. If you got a hold of this one, you would realize that you are so far behind this book, you'll never catch up. You, another one will not do you any good at all. This is a crazy book. 37. 4137. I'll get started. I've got 48 minutes. No, I don't have 48 minutes. I've got 38 minutes. Jerry has his bell. I have one up here, too. I ought to bring mine up here and just ring myself out. 4137. Let me get there myself. I keep going over the verse for some reason. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh, and in the eyes of all of his Father, again, thank you for your blessings. Bless the lesson. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So Joseph comes up. He's a prisoner. You know what one of our problems is? We'll look at people and make judgment calls on people. That's probably the worst thing you can ever do in your life. Uh, you never know what God's going to do. If they made a judgment call on Joseph when he came up out of prison, they'd say, hey, this guy's a Hebrew, number one, and he's a prisoner. Let's chunk him right off the bat. Let's th- no, you know what Pharaoh did? Because Pharaoh looked at him and gave credence to what Joseph was saying, everybody else in that room did the same thing. And, and so Pharaoh didn't look at Joseph as if he was just a prisoner. Pharaoh knew probably that there's people in life that get into trouble and get into different stations in, in life where they shouldn't be and get, get somewhere, and he's willing to give somebody a chance. You know what our problem is? Most churches are not willing to give somebody a chance. And what then what we have to do is downgrade what we teach or believe so that we can have people in the church of all different, just get people to church. They never change. They never grow. They never get to where they're supposed to be, ever. And then, and then we sit there and say, but look at the numbers. Numbers mean absolutely nothing to God. God loved Jeremiah. Jeremiah was one. Your greatest men in the Bible are ones, are ones. When you start getting multitudes of people, it always goes astray 100% of the time. Now, I, I'm not against a big church. I am against changing what you believe to get that. The first thing, then you got to find out what you believe. Joseph never changed. Go to Luke, Luke 2.52 real quick. That verse right there said, and the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all of a certain. Luke 2.52. I think I can get there too. Maybe I can get there before you guys, I doubt it, but Luke is a good, good book. I was sitting there reading this thing today, and the Lord said, remember that verse? I said, yeah, I remember that verse. I said, where is it? Then he made me go find it. I found it, though, 252. That's why you read your Bible, man, I'm telling you, 252. And Jesus, 12 years old, I actually go back to 51. Man, go back to 49. And he, uh, go back to Genesis 1. No, <laughs> uh, we got to stop somewhere. Uh, Luke 2, And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me, wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? Jesus was all the way about his father's business from, uh, from the time. He knew what was going on till this point right here. He's 12 years old. Uh, Mom and dad, if you wanted me, you knew I'd be about his business. And verse 50. And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them uh, and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept these sayings in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. It's an amazing thing. Joseph is a perfect picture of Jesus Christ. Uh, when Joseph walked in front of Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh and his men and it said, And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. You know, God will give you favor in front of people. I had that out Lexus, Nexus. I had that at EDS. I had that on the ships. People say, what is it? I did my job the way it was supposed to be done. I did everything I was supposed to do. And then when I got ready to talk about Jesus Christ, they listened. They said, hey, this kid can do everything. He does it right. Not only did he do it as an ET, but if a bosun mate needed help, I helped the bosun mates. If a machinist mate needed help, I helped him. If a gunner, whoever they were, I don't care who they were. If they were on the ship I was on, I'd help them. If they were on the ship next to me and we got everything we done, I'd help them. I'd help anybody. It didn't matter. You know what that does? That gives you favor with men. You know what our problem is? We don't, we, don't, we don't get outside of ourselves. It's all about me. And it's really not about us. It never was about us. It's all about Jesus Christ. And the more you read that book, the more you learn about him, you'll start seeing people sing, and they'll do this, and they'll do that. And, and you'll say, oh, is not No. Let me ask you a question. How far have you, you know what our problem is? You don't know how far you shifted off of God. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. You know what holiness is? Go back in the Old Testament. You know what holiness is? He hasn't changed. We have. He has not changed. He's still holy. You know what our problem is? Is I'm sitting here trying to convince you to be holy. Now she's looking at me like, And she's saying, I am holy. I say, you are not. She goes, you aren't either. Neither one of us really knows until God shows up. The moment God shows up, all hell breaks loose. Moses and and Nadab and Abihu sit there. Well, I think I'm just as godly as you are. I think I'm just as godly. You know what the problem is? God hadn't showed up yet. The moment God showed up, the ground opened up and they went away. Miriam and Aaron walked up to Moses. We're just as godly as you are. You know how many times in 43 years I've had people tell me that? We better be glad God don't show up all the time. I'm glad he doesn't show up because I could have been one of them guys gone. But we think we're holy and when it comes to God... We don't even know what holiness is. So now we let some teacher or some preacher out there tell us what holiness is and they're nowhere near it. And then we, we make our judgment on holiness by that when our holiness should come out of this book. Amen. We should look at God and say, God, what is holiness? And then he'll start showing you what it is. I think, I think Joseph was holy. So God said, hey, I can use this young man because the holiest person that ever walked to face this planet is Jesus Christ. And I'm going to show you what it's like in a man. You can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Here's Joseph. Joseph don't even know what he's doing. Jesus found favor in God and man. Joseph is over here and everything Joseph did wasn't about himself. People see it when it's about yourself. They see it. They read right through that stuff. If it's about you, they see it. And that's what makes people want to puke. But you get into this book and Joseph backs up and says, Pharaoh, this is what you need to do. See, y'all think it's just a verse by verse. That, anybody who just teaches verse by verse is lazy. They are lazy. I can go anywhere and get you a commentary and go verse by verse. That's lazy. They don't live it so they can't tell you about it. You try to live this thing and see what it does to you. This thing will change your life. You know why I see people, their lives don't change? They're nowhere near that book. Well, I, I know people who can quote it all day long. But I know people who can live the law. The law is not grace. Two different things. Two totally different things. You got to get in this book and you start looking for God and say, Lord, I'm a mess. This book will turn it right back on you. It really is nobody else. It's Mike, you are the mess. And I'm like, yeah, I got him a mess. I said, you need to take me home. No, I'm not bringing you home until you get this mess problem fixed. All the dream, the dream that Pharaoh had were sufficient. I mentioned this last time, but I had a missionary in here last week. The dreams that Pharaoh had were sufficient to convince him that the thing was of God, of Joseph's God. Not just of God, but of Joseph's God. Not the so-called God of the Egyptians. All the gods Pharaoh had, he knew they couldn't answer a thing. You know, really, honestly, if you've got, if you've got common sense and you're honest, when you look at everything out here, you'll, if you can't see God through all that stuff, you're not honest. There is, it's appointed unto man once to die. Every one of us is going to die. Every single one of us. And when that happens, you're going to be standing in his court. And it's his rules. And every you know what? He gives you a rule book, tells you what the rules are, and and what the standards are to get there, and what you got to do to get there, and everything else, and then how you should live once you make those choices. So that when you get there, it is what you expect it to be. Yet people sit there and think, well, how... But I've got to go do this, and I've got to go do this, and I've got to do this. You know, we waste our lives doing whatever the world tells us to do. Joseph never wasted his life. Joseph did exactly what he did. You read a story here, and you think, oh, this is great about Joseph. Joseph was a man that gave his life to the Lord, and he did it his whole life. While everybody else was out doing what they wanted to do, he was trying to serve God the best he could. Pharaoh knew that what Joseph was saying was different than everybody else. Joseph's plan was accepted as valid and plausible in Pharaoh's court. That made Joseph look good. What made Joseph look better is Joseph didn't try to get anything out of it. Joseph just said, Pharaoh, this is what you need to do, and was ready to back up and go back to jail. We, What what I get out of this? You want me? Hey, How much more money are you going to give me to get the, do this? See, there's where our problem is. It's greed. We are absolute power corrupts absolutely. And the more power you get, the more corrupt you're going to become unless you have something that alters that, which is Jesus Christ. The following events match the life of Christ. I mentioned this last time, but with that other verse in there, Jesus, it says, found favor with God and man. What, you want to, what Joseph did is he found favor with, in Pharaoh's court with all the men, but he already had favor with God. My question to is, do you have favor with God today? Do you have favor? If the favor you have with man isn't based on the favor of God, the favor's wrong. Uh, Elon Musk is wrong. Uh, uh, Bill Gates is wrong. Bill Gates found favor with men. You got your little phone in your hand? I have one here somewhere. I think I lost it. What a blessing. Uh, but Bill Gates created Microsoft. Bill Gates actually stole Microsoft from another guy. I forget the guy's name, Dr. Dawes. It was Dr. Dawes at one time. Uh, that's the guy who should have been the billionaire, but the guy was a fool. He's an idiot. And he wouldn't do nothing with it because of his arrogance. Bill Gates picked it up, took off with it. And now you got Microsoft, one of the richest men in the world. He's a fool. What shall the prophet of man if she should gain the whole world? What would happen if Bill Gates got everything on this planet or Elon Musk had total control of everything on this planet and died and still went to hell? They would have wasted their lives. And so many of us waste their lives. You know why God could use a man like Joseph? He never wasted his life. Joseph did what God put before him every day of his life until the day he died. And you know what God could do at that point? Keep putting stuff in front of Joseph. People say, I want the will of God. I want the perfect will of God. You know what the perfect will of God is? To do what he says do right now, today. Not 10 years from the 10, right now, today. Because you don't know where 10 years is. Right now, today. Do right, do right. Bob Jones Sr. said the hardest two words in the English language is do right. That's the hardest thing you'll ever do. But see, we, we start looking at this flesh and I got to take care of me first. Then you just eliminate God out of the equation. Can God take care of you? He could take, he's taken care of me for 43 years. I was talking to Beth today. 40, uh, 30 will be married 34 years this December. Thirty-four years ago, back in June or July, I was standing in Miss Sue's house, and I walk, and I'm already sitting there, and Beth walks through the door. How in the world could you possibly figure that out? I'm in Norfolk, Virginia, Navy, out of ship, out to sea all the time. I take a little bit of time off to come up here. And in those few moments of life, in a house here in Beaver Creek, I'm sitting there talking to Brother Hanstein, which is making me feel terrible. Every time I think about it, he makes me feel terrible. Uh, he said, Be ye holy, for I'm holy. I'm like, I mean, I looked at him like, like that. And I'm like, I could never attain unto that. And Mike would grab your hand because he's that ex Marine guy, man. And, and just because just he's in a wheelchair don't mean nothing, man. I mean, if you get close, the best thing you do is stay far away from him so he can't, at least he can throw something at you, but don't, don't let him ever get a hold of your hand because he ain't going to let go until he gets the answer out of you he wants. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, I'm sitting there talking. He's, he's sizing us up already. And then these three girls walk in. I think there was three of them. But the only one I was interested in was Beth. And I didn't even know who she was. It was just the one there that looked the best. I mean, to me, she was, looked the best. And I'm sitting there going... There she is, man. There she is. There's there's Mrs. Wonderful right there for me. And you know what? She was doing the same exact thing. But Beth had already been living that life. I told Beth on the way over here, I said, Beth, I said, I never had to make you live. She already figured that thing out. And I could see it in her. and, And then she could see something in me. And a few other people tried to vet the thing to make sure it was okay. But I'm sitting here going, no, no, this is, this is it. No matter what all the other problems are, uh, this is it right here. How are you going to figure that thing out? You know what you do? You do today what you're supposed to do today. And guess what? He'll figure out tomorrow if there's going to be somebody in your life that he wants to bring in. He, that person, he'll bring that one in their, your life at the right time. If you're working, you know what you're supposed to do today. Whatever's in front of you, go today, work today and say, Lord, thank you for another day at work. I get another day of job. I get another day of pay. I can take care of my family. I get to go out and help somebody. What can I do today? And people around you start watching that stuff. And they start getting joy. Isn't that right, Steve? That's what I did out of work. Them guys would call me in all the time. Hey, come and tell me about Jesus, man. They already knew I knew everything about fiber. They already knew I knew all the routers and switches and stuff. They didn't care about that anymore. Tell me about Jesus. I'm talking about high-end texts, asking me to come in and tell them about Jesus. What is that? They see a smile on your face and they don't have it, and they want you know how you keep a smile on your face one day at a time. How could Joseph possibly keep his face smiling one more in the situation God run him through? It's a crazy thing. Joseph in chapter 37 is betrayed and sold 30 pieces of silver. Actually, he was sold for. 30, 20, Jesus is age different. That's, it's a fact. That's good. Uh, 39, he is accused, falsely accused in prison, thrown in jail. Uh, in verse 40, a tree shows up. The butler gets out of it. The baker gets hung on a tree. Jesus Christ. Joseph is, a, is right there in the midst of this whole thing. In 41, he's exalted and, and rules over the, all the people uh, by the word. Crazy thing. He sits there and says, uh, verse, verse 38. And Pharaoh said in his service, can we find, servants, can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is. Pharaoh looked throughout his entire kingdom. He had this dream, couldn't figure out what the dream meant. Only one man in his kingdom could tell him what that dream meant. That man was in a prison and Pharaoh didn't know about it. He needed a servant to tell him that guy was there. The Bible says as it was in the days of Noah. That's one of my favorite verses now. There could have been millions, if not billions of people on this planet in Noah's day, and every single one of them died. Except Noah, his wife, three sons, and three daughters. Eight people got on that ark. There wasn't nine people on the planet and only one. No, there, there could have been millions or billions. If you do the math on that thing, there was a lot of people that sit there saying, oh, I know who God is. I remember God. I, I remember the stories of Abraham, Adam and Eve and all that is. I remember all that stuff, and every one of them died. It wasn't because they were all wicked. Some of them were probably moral people. But they just did not do what God said. You know how hard it is to get somebody to do what God said? Out of all those people, one? The only reason his family got on that ark is because of Noah. It wasn't because the other seven were anything, it was because of Noah. That was it. Brethren, you know what how hard it's gonna be for you to serve God? Now I'm telling you about a story here about a guy named Joseph. He should be your hero. That should be the guy you're looking up to. I want to be like Joseph. I'm going to tell you how hard it's going to be. In all of the kingdom of Egypt, there was one. His name was Joseph. There was nobody else. Because of Joseph, Israel was saved. God could only find one. That's how hard it is. Are you the one? Do you want to even be the one? I would like to be the one. I may never be the one. But I would like to be the one if I could be the one. And if I can't be the one, can I help you find the one to be the one? Can I have an input in the one to be the one? Can I just do something to help? And if I'm like David and I got too much sin in my background and I can't build the temple, can I get the stuff together for you to build the temple? It has nothing to do with me. It has to do with him. It always had to do with him. That's where our problems with our churches today. Everybody's got a voice. Everybody's got a stringed instrument. Everybody's got this. Everybody's got this. I got it. No, 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 no. Where's Jesus in any of that? We get emotional. I've had people tell me, Mike, you're too emotional. I'm not emotional at all. I just get excited about Jesus. I think I think we ought to serve Jesus. And I struggle doing that, brother. I do it. I work with Mike and Brother Barry, so don't ask them about us on a daily basis. I call them the sons of Belial. Well, that's what David did. We have fun, bro. We have fun up there. But I'm telling you what, we get stuff done. I'm going to tell you, you know why you don't get nothing done? You don't do nothing. You see a million problems, just take one at a time and fix it. And then take another one and fix it. Sufficient of the day is evil thereof. Take another one and fix it. And after 43, 44 years You'll look behind you and all this stuff and people say, how did you do what you did? Well, I just did something every day. We'll sit there. You ever read your book of Proverbs? People sit there and go, there's a line in the street. There's a line in the street. I can't go out there. Well, you don't know if a line's in the street or not. You just don't want to go out and do nothing. You want to go play these stupid games? I still laugh at you guys play these games. I laugh at you. Somebody wrote that program. I was into that stuff. Somebody wrote that program to, to captivate you, to make money on you. What, what they did is they got your, while you're playing your game, they're pulling your wallet out of your pocket and taking your money. That's what they're doing. Uh, if I play a game, it's free. I don't pay, ever pay for a game. I would never pay for a game. I'd never, I, I would never go out and buy a game and buy a machine. Now you got to buy a machine to play the game on. I go to the thrift store and I find a machine that y'all throw away that y'all pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for. I pay 10 cents for it. I'll take it home and fix it and then let my kids play with it. That's as far as I'll go with that thing. If I can find the game usually in a thrift store, I will buy it and let them play it. But if I got to go out and spend $500 on a game, you can hang that up. Why? Because somebody programmed that thing so that you will play it so they can make money off you till you get to that level. Then they'll make another game and get you the second time. That's what this world, and, but you'll, you'll spend your life doing that. It'll fly away before you even know it. I still remember the day, and I talked about Beth a few minutes ago. I still remember the day I walked into her house, and Beth was there. I can still see Beth. That was 34 years ago. Gone. Now Beth's got gray hair. I can put my arm around her, tell everybody this is my mom. And they believe me, because my hair is not as gray as hers. I said, yeah, I brought my mom out today to go thrifting. (laughs) Oh, you're such a good son. (laughs) Beth is just busting out laughing. It's funny as anything. But but in chapter 40, the tree shows up, and then in 41, he's exalted to rule over the people. Uh, Everybody always tries to be something, and you should never try to be anything. Uh, What you should do is just try to get close to the Lord. That's all you should be trying to do. Uh, anything else is the Lord's business, not yours. And if he chooses to use you in anything he wants you, he'll raise you up to do that. You don't have to ever do that. You should always be willing. Lord, I'm willing to do anything. I'm willing to sit or I'm willing to run. I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. But what would you want me to do? That's where Joseph was. His brothers weren't that way. His brothers never did turn out. When Joseph, when I get over there into the last chapter, a couple chapters, Jacob starts giving his brothers uh, the where to for because of the, their actions in life, and that's their that's their life at that point. And then what Jacob says actually occurs. Your life is, once you get to the end of that thing, it is what you wrote. I write my life. There is no way you're going to get out of that. You write your life. Nobody else writes it. You write it. Well, so and so, I had a policeman lock me up one time, and he told me, "I know you're innocent." I know you aren't, but you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm like, "Ah." I said, can't you just let me go? He goes, no, I can't, because my boss told me to come out here and lock everybody up that's on this property, and you just pulled up to that property. I'm like, but, he said, sorry, can't help you. (laughs) He locked me up. They let me go the next day. didn't cost me nothing, but he taught me a very valuable lesson. If you go someplace you shouldn't be and get in trouble, you're in the wrong place. What are you doing there? You know what you need to do is, is find Where you should be and be there. Church is a great place to be on Sunday morning. Man, I still got a couple minutes. Okay, verse 38. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this? A man in whom the spirit of God is. Number one, I'd like to say this about Pharaoh. There is no one like this in all the kingdom. He's talking about Joseph. There's no one like this. My whole kingdom, there's nobody like this. There was no one like Jesus in all eternity. The comparison is, is phenomenal. Joseph was so set apart from this world, and he never tried. He was so set apart from this world because all he did was want to serve his God that he matched my Lord and Savior almost to a T. His life, God could use his life on a daily basis all the way through his story to to foreshadow his coming and what Jesus Christ was going to be like. Joseph displayed that he was full of the Spirit of God by his actions and his answers. Jesus, like Joseph, uh, go to John chapter 34. Your book is, it's a crazy book. See, these new versions, what they do is they destroy all this. Thompson Chain, when he first chained through the King James Bible, uh, he had it right. And uh, although chained, Thompson Chain is, a, is a, a simple, it's not like Schofield's notes and stuff, but chained, Thompson chained through the thing. Great, man. You can't do that anymore with these new versions. You can play around with it, and they have to go back. Oh, man, I got to shut up. I'm going to get myself in trouble if I don't. Uh, John John 3.34. That's a great book. If you, could just, if you could just get a love for this thing, uh, Lord, change your life. 3.34, it says, Uh, For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. So Jesus Christ had everything that you could possibly have. He had it all. Joseph had it too. Uh, Joseph, like Jesus, Jesus like Joseph, was giving uh, the Spirit without measure. I mean, you think that a young man can sit there and you say something, he can tell you what it means. That's pretty impressive. He can tell you that, hey, that dream that you got came from God. And God gave you that dream because of this, 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 and this. And I'm going to tell you what the future is going to be. That's the spirit of God. That is not, that is not witchcraft. That's not hocus pocus. That's nothing. That is a, a conduit. Joseph is a conduit at that point. And what God is doing is feeding that information into his head. And it's coming out his mouth. And he's telling Pharaoh, just like the Holy Spirit would do. So you know what that tells you? That God wants to use you and me, period. You're the conduit. He says the Holy Ghost. He said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom I will send in my name, he shall bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. The Holy Spirit don't say anything. So these people out there speaking in tongues are morons. What they're doing is they're, they're, they're playing, they're making something fake. So it looks like they have something they don't have. The closer you get to God, I mean, have you ever read your Bible and all of a sudden a verse goes, oh, man. I, I'm, I read through the Old Testament now. I'll tell you, I read it four times a year. I'm just about through the fourth time this year. And as I'm reading, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Lord getting crucified. Oh, that's the Lord coming back to the millennium. Oh, that's this. Oh, that. I don't even need Scofield's notes. You can read the thing. Everybody says, Ezekiel, the, the wheels and this. Get off the wheels, man. Read the rest of the book. You can sit there and read it, man, and tell what Ezekiel's slamming them, man. He's slamming them. Why? Because you're not serving God. You're a bunch of phone. Fo- one man. Not 500, one. Not, not 10,000, one. You know what the chances of getting 10 or 15 or 20 godly men together would be in this, in this city, probably? Slim to none. I'm telling you, man, it's just, if, if I had used my Bible as the resource, as the example of what's going on, you're going to find out that there's just not that many. You should want to be that. And you never can tell. God may make you that. Uh, Jesus, like Joseph, was anointed with joy and gladness. And I mentioned that first 1 Hebrews 1 and 9, 1 9. Verse 39, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, uh, and this is where I think I stopped last time. Uh, and Joseph, and this is where I'm going to stop this time, probably. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee this, uh, uh, showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Uh, Pharaoh, Pharaoh sit there and said, God showed you. He acknowledges the God. He's not like, uh, I, I mentioned that about Herod. He's not like uh, Pharaoh. Uh, everybody says, well, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. No, Pharaoh hardened Pharaoh's heart. Pharaoh chose not to do what God said to do. The Lord told Moses, I am sure that Pharaoh's not going to do this. Why? He already knows the end from the beginning. He already knows what Pharaoh's going to do. He's just giving you a foretaste of what he's going to do. I already know what he's going to do, but let's play it out. That's free will. He gives Pharaoh the free will, the choice that he wants. He gives you the free will too, by the way. You do what you do because you do it. Don't, don't. That's what church is all about, man. You know what church is about? So that you can get rebuked and I can get rebuked out of that book so that we can get a little bit closer to Jesus Christ. Otherwise, why why don't you just go to a football game? I mean, our basketball game. You know, you always hear me talk about sports. I can't, you know where I find sports is in Rome and the gladiators killing them. That's where I find sports. I've been in the colosseums in in Europe. I've been in there. There's three or four of them over there. I've I've been in the one in Rome. You know the first thing the bus driver says when you get off the bus? You know what he said to me? 1985 or 86. You know what the first thing? Don't ask if this is where we killed the Christians. So I thought, oh, well, that's just that one bus driver. Me and Beth was traveling from Jacksonville up here on a plane. We were sitting in, uh, I think we were either going down or coming up, I forget which way, but we was talking to a lady, and she just got back from a a trip in Europe recently. And she was showing us some pictures, and she was at the Colosseum in Rome, in Italy. I said, can I ask you a question? She goes, yeah. I said, did the bus driver tell y'all not to ask if this is where they killed the Christians? She goes, yes, they did. I'm like... All these years later, they're still saying the same thing. You know what the most common, common understanding across the world then is? That in the sports games over there, they had the gladiators, and they were killing people and killing. That's what sports was. It wasn't football. We, we've toned it down, but that's what it is. And we said, see, you, I'm telling you, you don't know what holiness is. The people that were dying in the Coliseum were the people that were holy. The people that were playing the game, killing them, they were the wicked ones. Sorry, the Patriots aren't what you think they are. I always had the Patriots. I, I had a jacket one time with the Patriots thing on. I told you all about that, but it was an accident. And then I got to play up on it. But, uh, I mean, two ladies were following me. Beth was getting really mad because these two ladies were following me all through. and uh, I think George Bush was out here, or, or uh, I forget which one. The president came out here to the thing. And uh, we went out there to see him, and, and, uh, and I had that jacket. These two ladies kept... And she goes, you're the only one. And finally, they caught up with us. And Beth was getting really ticked. And I don't blame her. I would, too, if two guys were following her. And really, all they were following was my jacket. Because they said, what are you doing with a Patriots jacket on in Ohio? And then I told her the story, and they just started laughing, and Beth was laughing. Everybody's laughing. But you do things by accident. But, brother, I'm telling you what, we, we have been so indoctrinated about what the world thinks we should have joy in, your joy should be in Jesus Christ. You say, well, I'm telling you, man, after 43 years, talk to Ms. Hanson, Ms., Ms. Ms. Spurgeon, excuse me. Talk to her about what joy is. She's been through this thing longer than I have. And you sit there, you talk to anybody old, talk to Brother Dave, talk to anybody who's been in this thing for a while. I used to watch Dr. Ruckman, and I, he just amazed me. He would draw, and he would be off the side. And really, as he's drawing, and I mean, he had chalk all over him, and, and, and he'd be drawing, and he'd be looking, and he'd be on his face and everywhere else, and he'd be drawing, and he'd be drawing. And, be drawing and he's talking about somebody, and, and really, that's where your attention is. It really never was on him. If, if your attention was on him, you're just a man follower. But he, he, he never did that to me. When I was looking, I was watching what he was drawing, and he had my attention right there on the board, and he kept it there. And it was about Jesus Christ. You know what I know that old man's joy was? Was in the one he was talking about. And he could portray that up on a board, and it would come off that board and into my soul. And it was like, that's my joy, should be right there, man. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather have him. I'd rather have Jesus. I'd just rather have him. Really, when it's all said and done, I'd rather have him. I question myself now. I said, Lord, have I done enough? Did I make the wrong decisions in life? 22 years ago, when I was 22, I got saved and I've tried to do the best I could, but I may have done some wrong. Have I done the right thing? Have you ever questioned yourself? You're gonna stand before God. Do you understand that? You're not gonna stand before a judge. You're standing before God. I'm almighty, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You got one shot in this life. One, just one. And every day you make that path down through there and you got one shot. You say, well, I've done messed up. Well, turn it around and get that thing straight. Brother, I'm telling you, this thing is, this is not just a book. This is your tech manual. This is what you're gonna do for all eternity. Man, I got six minutes. I'm watching. I do get excited because I don't see many people even trying to do this. Oh, they'll they'll do all kinds of stuff, and they'll have massive buildings. God don't care one thing about a building. He had David get all the stuff together for the temple. Solomon put the temple away, and he he tore the temple down. He he sent sent Nebuchadnezzar in and he destroyed it. It's not the temple. It's the people at the moment the temple was built. God gave them something so he could get to them. And when they decided not to get to him anymore, he took that thing away. They said today, 261, I read today, 261 churches are leaving the uh, United Methodist uh, congregational thing over homosexuality. Queer is wrong. LGBTQRST, all this stuff is wrong. Okay, you want to be a stinking faggot? Go be a faggot. Oh, he said faggot. Yeah, the, go be a queer. Go be a lesbian. Get out of my face. Go do what you want to do. But don't bring it into the church and say that the church should now change its rules. Change the Bible. I I didn't make this up. God made that up. If you want to be that, go do it. Why do you want to change God? You can't change God. So you know what they do? They change the people. 261 churches are leaving. I think they said out of 400, maybe 700. It's a sizable chunk of churches. I tried my best to read through there were the 261 on the side of queers or against the queers and the other ones were on the side of queers. But whatever the choice was, the church is saying they can marry him in church. Men with men, women with women. It's wrong. You know what our problem is, is we won't stand. You can't find people to stand up anymore for this book. Pharaoh, Pharaoh gives God all the glory. This Pharaoh did. Moses is Pharaoh down the road, won't do it. He's not like Herod. Eric got ate up by worms. Joseph is noted, is noted for being, uh, I, like, I like Joseph. Joseph, discreet. He's discreet and wise. And I mentioned that, okay, verse 40. Thou shalt be over my house. Now, Pharaoh immediately looks at him, and could you imagine all the other people in that courtroom or in that uh, auditorium or the, the place where Pharaoh was at, his... his whatever it is, he sits there and he goes, Joseph, I'm putting you over everybody in my entire kingdom. Uh, God has the ability to elevate or demote whoever he has, whenever he wants to, anytime he wants to, day and night, all day long. You don't have to worry about it. You know what you have to worry about is finding him and doing what he said do in whatever situation you're in. Uh, I can't tell you what to do. I found out a lot of times that the situation you're in will dictate what you need to do. And when you get there, God will start guiding and directing you individually. That's what a great God we have. He will show you exactly what you need to do in that situation. And nobody else needs to be anywhere around. You don't need a preacher. You don't need a teacher. You don't need a prayer warrior. You don't need anything. You need God. And you'll get out there by yourself somewhere and the Lord will say, Mike, do this. Oh, Lord, if I do this, it's going to turn out bad. Well, don't do this. But everybody's telling me to do that. I mean, you'll, you'll know it. I hear people say, I wonder what the will of God is. I'll tell you what the will of God is, is to do what God says do. Yeah. Amen. That's the will of God. The will of God for my life is God's going to use me down the road to be like Billy Sunday. You know, if he told me that before I ever got there, I'd mess that thing all up. I'd never be like Billy Sunday. You know why Billy Sunday was like Billy Sunday? Because Billy Sunday became Billy Sunday one day at a time. Billy Sunday was a baseball player. And he quit being a baseball player so he could start preaching. So he started preaching. And the next thing you know, he is what he is after years. You know what? God said, Billy, I want you to do this. Billy said, OK. Billy's sitting across with his guys, buddies, drinking beer and everything else, and looking across the street and seeing them. Man, I got to go over there. And he goes over there, and after a while, he ends up getting saved. He starts chunking baseball, chunking everything else out of his life. And he starts getting into the thing, into the missions and everything else. And pretty soon, Billy Sunday becomes Billy Sunday. He dedicated his life to Jesus. There's where our problem's at. Joseph is set over Pharaoh's house, Hebrews 3, 5, and, and uh, uh, 3, uh, 3 through 5. Uh, jo- go, to, go there. First. I'll stop right here. I got one minute. I'll read this verse, and I'll quit. Man, I tell you what, brother, this is, I don't know about you, but the way this world is going, I think the Lord's coming back any minute. It is, it is getting crazy. Uh, I was, I was sitting there reading, uh, where was I reading? Oh, I was in, uh, in, uh, was it Acts? I think maybe it was Acts. Might not have been Acts. No, it was in the Old Testament. It was probably over in uh, Deuteronomy. Was it in Deuteronomy? I don't know where it was at. I had to find it. It was in one of the places I was reading. He mentioned Gaza. And I'm thinking Gaza was a problem back then. And the Philistines. It was Samuel, Samson, Samson. Samson was over there killing everybody in Gaza. I said, man, that's exactly what they're doing today, man. Samson was a Jew. And you know what a Hebrew. And you know what he's doing? He's over in Gaza killing the Philistines. They were a problem back then. They're still a problem today. You can't get out of that thing. You got a book here to tell you exactly what's going to happen. Hebrews, Hebrews 3 5, 3 through 3, 5. For this man who was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, talking about Jesus Christ, in so much as he who hath been, had built it, the house hath more honor than the house. So, talking about God. For every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant. For a testimony of those things, so God is greater than everything, Joseph is the perfect picture of Jesus Christ is because in the throne, I have to stop here, but in the throne, Pharaoh says, "In the throne, I will be greater than thee. That place is joseph's second in command that 's where Jesus Christ sits. Brother this book is this book. Is, Joseph, he's trying to tell you all through there, there's a command. And as you get into another a couple more verses in the Bible, Jesus says at the end of this thing over in Revelation, everything's going to go back into him and then back into God. Brother, one of these days, it's just going to go poof, and we're going to be back where we should be. And we're going to be right smack in the middle of that stuff. And God, you know what he wants? He wants you there. Be ye holy, for I'm holy. Father, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for Sunday school. Lord, thank you for our Bible. Uh, Lord, thank you that this world's getting crazier and crazier by the moment, but that's okay. Uh, Lord, help us to stand firm and stand fast. Don't change what we believe. Don't change this book. Leave it alone. Uh, Lord, just believe it. One of these days, you'll take us out of here. And Lord, when you do, we'll be on our way. Lord, eternity looms before us. Lord, I pray that you'd make it real. Uh, Get this world, uh, love not the world, neither things in the world. Let it get further and further away from us. Father, again, we'll praise you and honor you. Bless the morning service. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.